This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by the American Farm Bureau Federation, thanking Congress for coming through for farmers and ranchers and replenishing the Commodity Credit Corporation. Learn more at fb.org. Good Monday afternoon. I'm Spencer Chase. It's coronavirus relief crunch time. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi on Sunday set a 48-hour deadline to come to an agreement on coronavirus relief legislation with the Trump administration. Even if such a deal were to materialize by tomorrow, there is still no guarantee the Senate would take up the bill. Stay tuned to AgriPulse as negotiations on more coronavirus relief continue to unfold. The National Cattlemen's Beef Association is out with its long-awaited framework for a national price discovery plan. NCBA's plan would set 75% triggers based on market participation and trade volume in specific regions. Many other groups and some lawmakers have pushed for a mandatory approach, but NCBA President-elect Jerry Bones says the organization wants to give a voluntary approach a shot. Right now it's voluntary. Uh, The onus is on the cattle feeders as well as the packers to make this plan work, and it's our hope that Voluntarily, the industries will come together and that we won't have to go to the mandatory uh, route that could be put in place if if the worst of the case happens. He says NCBA would monitor the plan and its data triggers before pivoting its thoughts to a potential mandatory approach. We set the three minor triggers, if you will, if they didn't meet that on a weekly basis that a trigger would be tripped. And if three of those minor triggers happened in two of four quarters, that would trigger a major trigger that would uh, cause NCBA to go back to our membership and ask for guidance and help in designing a mandatory or a regulatory type program to ensure that we have adequate negotiated trade. Other efforts on the subject have included legislative proposals to mandate percentages of trade on either a national or regional basis. There's more on the subject in our story on agripulse.com. AgriPulse's Ben Nully has a look at how the nation's grain infrastructure is holding up during harvest. Farmers are making incredible headway with harvest progress this year, but is that bottlenecking grain movement across the country? Soy Transportation Coalition Executive Director Mike Steenhuck says the system is performing well. There certainly has been some concerns with the number of hurricanes that have occurred in the Gulf of Mexico that's resulted in some temporary shutdowns of these export facilities down in the Gulf where 60% of soybean exports, 57% of corn exports leave. Fortunately, those hurricanes have not provided a direct hit on that New Orleans area, so it's been more of a temporary suspension of, of service. Overall, Steenhook is happy with the amount of export activity. One notable enhancement to the supply chain has been the recent activity to rehabilitate a number of locks and dams along the Illinois River, and these are the most consequential ones, have been completed and are now back online. So that's really good news for those farmers who feed into that system. Steenhuck says the LaGrange Lock and Dam was most recently opened and is critical for moving grain from the eastern Corn Belt to the Mississippi River. For AgriPulse, I'm Ben Nully. Finally today, a U.S. ag export leader says changes in shopping practices around the world should bode well for American producers. Dan Hallstrom is the president and CEO of the U.S. Meat Export Federation. Speaking on this week's open mic, he says the strong reputation of American product is helpful as foreign customers reevaluate how they shop for food. So even though our costs, our prices might be higher in a lot of cases, which is a good thing because we want to get paid for our quality, 
you know, I think that we have this pillar of high standard reputation that we can then, you know, that translates very well into a lot of these convenience products. There's, they see product of USA in a lot of cases, that's half the, half the battle to sell the product. He says some post-COVID changes include more delivery options in foreign markets and a focus on food quality and safety. There's more from Hallstrom, including his thoughts on the domestic beef, pork, and lamb supply post-COVID in this week's Open Mic on agripulse.com. Now, here's a word from our sponsor. Today's Drive Time is brought to you by the American Farm Bureau Federation. Farm Bureau thanks Congress for coming through for farmers and ranchers. Replenishing the Commodity Credit Corporation keeps conservation and other Farm Bill programs on track. Learn more at fb.org. That's all for today's Drive Time. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Spencer Chase.